Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the No Balls Cricket Podcast. It's a very special episode for us because we've got, uh, as you can see, our first ever um, guest appearance on the, on the pod. Uh, that is Rob Moody. Most of you will know him as uh, the Rob Alinda, uh YouTube channels full of cricket highlights. I think a lot of us as cricket fans would have spent hours uh, watching the, the videos that he's collected. Um, so yeah, glad to have you on, Rob. Lovely to be here, guys. Yeah, thank and you so much course, for coming. Yeah, our, our regulars, Sid, the the bald guy, me, the guy with good hair. Uh, you, and, and Sid is out. Sid is outmatched here with two guys with really good hair. <laughs> this is true, but I'm still a better looking bald man than Prince William. <laughs> bald claims. <laughs> but no, great to have you. And um, the usual banter. By the way, he was late again today. Uh, Rob, you you must tell him this. He can't be late for a pod every time, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like being late to walk out to bat. You know, you can't let one guy walk out and wait for the other guy in the middle, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, of course, Rob own well has one of the largest archives of cricket videos anywhere in the world, and it's all on YouTube. Um, but of course, a few contentious issues. But first, I want to start with something really fun. There are a few um, videos that you have that have absolutely brilliant names. Like, I don't know, was <laughs> arrogant convicts thrashed the thrashed by India or something like that. I that, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen arrogant convicts. I remember cheating Aussies. Uh, these, these are the two that stick out in my mind. Yeah, there's some good ones. Uh, you know, uh, Pakistan thrash sandpaper heroes. Uh, what else we got? Uh, there's <laughs> there's a whole bunch. They're all they're all pretty oh. funny. Wait, just to confirm, you you are still an Australia fan, though, right? Or um... yeah, of of course. But uh, you know, I I don't. I'm not some you know crazy nationalistic fan like you see regularly on the internet in general. Uh, you know, uh, I've never really, really cared, you know, so, so much. I mean, how much winning, you know, do you need to see, you know? I mean, I grew up in the era where we won everywhere. We won so many World Cups. You get, you know, you, it's like, okay, well, we've done that. You know, it's, it's like when we, when we beat England in 89. I thought, oh, that's great. But then we beat them again and again and again and again. <laughs> And again, <laughs> and again, and you just feel sorry for them. So it's, uh, it's, you want to see competitive cricket, you know, you, you, you know, most Aussies don't remember all the, the crazy thrashing uh, of England and West Indies and South Africa where there's just whitewashes everywhere. You, you don't want to see that, you know, you want to actually see competitive cricket, you know, so, uh, and that's what, that's what uh, I think. It's actually been quite competitive uh, over the last few years. But uh, yeah, but I don't go out of my way to, you know, make a whole bunch of videos saying how great Australia is. Well, I can't now because they're crap at the moment. But you know, um... <laughs> uh, no. I mean, I see your point with the competitive cricket thing. I think um, if you look at, but you know, now it's become like the big three are competitive and nobody else is. 
and even then it's like the big three are can normally are just competitive at home uh, obviously india beat australia over the winter but it was it most of the time you you have like the home sides dominating even amongst the big three yeah well that's how it's been for quite a long time um you know sapphire have slipped a bit obviously um but uh, yeah straying with india i mean that's that's how it's shaped up over the last sort of five years i guess you know yeah. maybe a, a bit longer um i don't see it ending but uh, uh unless someone comes up like you know new zealand or something but new zealand historically have been pretty average away from home worse than the top three for sure and south africa's not much better since uh, uh guys like graham smith stain have all retired Carlos samla it really is. I mean, that's a whole. That's a lot. A lot. Yeah, of that's, a lot yeah, that's a lot, a lot to players. lose in one yeah, go. Yeah, that's, that's a lot to lose. And most yeah, of those yeah. guys were really good away from home, especially Graham Smith and Dale Steen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't expect anything to really change over the next few years. But then again, Australia's pretty pathetic away from home the last <laughs> three years. We've won nothing. I mean, <laughs> absolutely nothing. I mean, just a random test here and there. Um, but yeah, so really, it's England, India, by some stretch. I, I would have thought. Well, the the last Ashes series in England, I think, finished two all, right? With with Australia retaining the Ashes, which I think, and that was a pretty competitive series. Obviously, you have the the, the Ben Stokes Headingley game, but in general, it was a really back and forth series that with 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 two sides that seemed almost like they were just flawed enough to be evenly matched. Yeah, two average teams. I think Australia definitely. They could have won that, obviously, but they, you know, they must have had some sort of South African food in their dressing room because they choked like a classic <laughs> South African choke from the nineties. Um, <laughs> so that was pretty funny, but uh, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, both teams were, were were pretty average, and and that's okay because you know uh, both teams have great players in them, but. Uh, uh, as a team, there was lots of captaincy issues on both sides, both Payne and Root. Are, I think they're both pretty poor tactically. Um, you know, and as you saw in the winter, you know, uh, your winter, Rahane was, was yeah. ridiculously good tactically. And you saw the difference from the first test when Collie was captain, but Collie's not known as, you know, some amazing Mike Brealy type tactician or man manager. But yeah, nor did you expect that out of Rahane and he pulled it off, which was awesome. No, that was absolutely amazing. Um, I believe you were actually on Fox doing the tea time shows during those days. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, just uh, putting up random, random collections of funny things and yeah, just random stuff uh, for all the test series. So that was, that was pretty funny. Um, uh, and yeah, it was pretty cool actually. Getting uh, you know the 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 commentary team would ask me for certain things during the day's play, and I'd just quickly find it and send send it on in. So that was pretty cool. Just it goes to show that I didn't think any of those guys cared about YouTube at all. Why? Why would they? But turns out they they all know the videos, and I'm thinking, no, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, how does that like? 
not to get all like very standard journalistic on you, but like, how does that feel to know that people like, I don't know, you know, karaoke for Adam Kilkis or, or, or all of these people who just like know you as Rob Moody, the guy who has all our highlights uh, available for everyone to see. Yeah, well, it's kind of strange because it's not it, it, like it does. I don't think about it at all. I mean, it's it's not it's not real, you know. Like it's not. Uh, it just seems like it's all this online thing, but it doesn't have any impact on you know your your real life, you know. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it was it was just just strange, you know. So uh, yeah, hard to explain, but yeah. I, there's so many people in the universe. I mean, obviously people watch cricket on YouTube, but uh, um, it, it seems to me that it's a bit out of control these days. There's <laughs> obviously millions of cricket on YouTube. There's just heaps. Yeah. I mean, I expect at some point that my channel will be dwarfed by some, you know, mega, <laughs> for some mega Indian channel that surely has to come at some point. I mean, and yeah, it'll just dwarf it into obscurity no but they'll probably be blocked on copyright grounds <laughs> yeah probably well maybe it'll be Ravi Shastri's own channel maybe he'll make Shastri's world of scotch and the plus cricket highlights <laughs> <laughs> as you guys as everyone can, can see that the, Ravi Shastri's reputation is preceding him everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well all I read about is you know um, you know you know, Shashi is not fat. It's, it's just a scotch case he's hiding under his shirt, you know? <laughs> we've, been told, we've been told that that beer belly has magical powers. So, <laughs> And I, also, I think if you, just, if you just see him in the dressing room, he quite often just looks drunk. Like you can't, like... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Is he um, as big a celebrity in India as he is in Australia as he is in India? Well, the Aussies, right? I, I, I don't think so. But uh, uh, we sort of remember him from just being a really crap batsman in this country. Uh, sort of, aside from the double century in Sydney, uh, you know, everyone loves that crazy wonder innings where he got 17 or 50 balls or 60 balls and then got himself ran out. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's not a test match, mate. <laughs> and, you know, but Gavaska was on commentary. So maybe they were like communicating, you know, so you could sort of <laughs> emulate the classic 36 not out of 50, 60 overs. <laughs> oh, man. But okay, so uh, when you were on Fox, did you actually dislike any of the commentators? Because my my friend here has a problem with a few on that Fox list. Uh, hang on, hang on. Let's be fair. <laughs> I, so I'm, I'm a, a general Australia cricket hater. I've not, I've, as I think it starts off because, I mean, being an India fan in the 90s, we just kept losing to Australia whenever it mattered. When it, came, when it came to the commentary team from this, the, from this series, I think Sid had a lot more like, specific hatred of people than I did. <laughs> Well, I think you'll find on any commentary team there's going to be some crap. But uh, you know, here here in the in Oz, we get the we get the dual telecast. So we get Fox telecast, which is pay TV, and we get the Channel Seven telecast of free to air. So there's good guys on there, and there's average guys on there. So on the Channel Seven one, 
you you watch that pretty much just for Ricky Ponting's commentary because it's excellent, and he he's doing the Mike Atherton role, you know, like he, like he does on Sky, where it's just pure uh, analytical commentary and right on the money too. Whereas you don't get that from Shane Warne. No, obviously. <laughs> no. I mean, Shane uh, Warne basically begged him to bowl bounces. That's all he did. Yeah, yeah. Shane Warne's cricket strategy is bowl bouncers and bowl leg spinners all the time. Yeah, and you know we we grew tired of Channel 9's commentary right before the end. There was a few years towards the end where it was pretty much just. It was just like a boy. A boy's not at the pub, you know. And that's, yeah, sort of what's happening on, on Fox at bits, you know. Where they're trying. Uh, I I get the feeling across the board though that some commentary teams try too hard, you know. Um, and uh, you know, like the older guys, like Richie Beno in particular, you know, would you know you'd let the game, you know, be seen without the just useless banter that passes as commentary and <laughs> yeah but yeah so uh adam gilchrist is not too bad but it's but if he's seated with mark Warren, shane one then you're not getting any great commentary out of anything there <laughs> definitely not in that situation no. i did like listening to gilchrist actually when he was um outside of what yeah when he when he was normally i think it was him and maybe Brett Lee or, or or Mark Howard and then Harsha Bogley would, would call in. I think that was a decent um, team together. Yeah, and Mike Hussey's not too bad, you know. Yeah, uh, also pretty good. Alan Border doesn't uh, doesn't uh, sway too much from you know actual cricket, but uh, I get the feeling they they with with guys like Border, these past greats. You you want to get more proper insight out of them because they know a lot you know um i don't want to know what his favorite pizza is i don't care <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't want to know what color undies he's got on what i want to know is that uh, you know uh, you know if he was captaining right now on the field you know what would he be doing think you want actual insight in, in into the game and uh, i feel the england commentators do a decent job of that well, except for david lloyd Though I do like David Lloyd, but, uh, you know, he's there just for giggles, you know. But uh, guys like Nasser Hussain do a really good job of yeah. really anal- analysing properly and really going nowhere near the just the, the pub banter rubbish. Um, you know, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the other thing with with the videos that you've put up is that, I mean, you get a really good sort of glimpse into the past because, you know, there's stuff like Tony Tony Gregg and his weather vane that I'd never even heard of before I saw the video on your channel. <laughs> yeah, well, it, during the 80s when the telecasts themselves were evolving from just the rubbish that they were in the 70s, Kerry Packer was pretty keen on just trying new things and that uh, one of those things, you know, like the stump cam and all, right. all, all that sort of stuff. But uh, the Tony Gregg weather wall, uh, which 
was just completely ridiculous, but <laughs> pretty funny um, because you're just you're looking at this thing and you're going, we don't care about this. <laughs> where where the wind is coming from? Are you kidding, man? Like, but there was just all these gimmick uh, style things, and you know, uh, which culminated eventually with the twelfth man's uh, recordings. Where uh, where Billy Birmingham did the pitch report on, on the twelfth man and and had the uh, uh, instead of using the weather wall to test the moisture moisture he uh, squeezed David Boone's jockstrap <laughs> to see how much moisture would come out <laughs> and that was pretty funny and was the, I think it was after that they stopped using the weather wall. <laughs> That is absolutely amazing. <laughs> I do remember he and lost. Of course, the, the key. I was say, I, the key. Yeah. Well, yeah. the key was funny because it was the cracks were huge, and and of course the twelfth man made re- reference to that. But then again, current generations don't know what the twelfth man is anymore. No, of course not. You know, but you know, obviously for for us it was the most hilarious stuff ever. Um, but. Uh, um, uh, the, the the classic Tony Gregg line uh, when he's doing the uh, uh, the pitch report on on one, one of the Twelfth Men albums, I think it was the Twelfth Man again from '89, where he says, "You know, uh, the wind is coming from the north at 20 degrees, and out of my horse at about 50." <laughs> <laughs> so something like that, and and you thought, "Oh my God!" But then you actually expected him to actually say that when you saw them. <laughs> When you saw the pitch report in future matches, you thought, "Oh my god, it was pretty funny." Oh, I mean, he was a very, very funny uh, commentator. And I mean, the thing with Tony Gregg was that he did so many different countries. I mean, you don't see that anymore. Yeah, you don't get a person who's going to maybe you you know someone spends like Mark Nicholas would do, uh, which is spend the, the the winter in Australia and then spend the English summer in England commentating on Channel Four, for example. You don't see that anymore. No, well, it'd be good if Mark uh, Nicholas could spend the whole year in the, the Venezuelan jungle so we didn't have to hear him commentate. <laughs> uh, uh, it was good when Tony Gregg would be just, you know, you'd, you'd uh, turn on the TV for a new test series and, hey, Tony Gregg's on there from India or Sri Lanka, you know, somewhere random. Yeah. And uh, yeah. how cool Tony was that? Tony Gregg was everywhere. Yeah, because you sometimes saw really great series uh but with a really average commentary team you know uh, you know something really pathetic like Rami's Raja and Sanath Jayasuriya and uh and we're kind of, we got used is, to that in India in in the last uh, few years because we had Sanjay Mandreko on for most for a lot of games um uh, and it's like he just sort of it kills your experience watching on TV <laughs> Well, I tell you what's funny. Over the last year, I've noticed that any video I, I've put up in the past of Akash Chopra, there's like a thousand comments a day, and everyone is just hammering him on how terrible he is at, <laughs> at, at, at cricket. And it, it was about six months ago that I I put up this random video of Akash getting dropped in in the slips or something, and uh, and it didn't have a funny title or anything. You know, just said Akash Copper gets dropped or something. Anyway, and someone commented, uh, 
why don't you spruce this title up to what you usually do and you know you'll get millions of views and i'm like well i don't care but i did anyway it's it's like a million views a week since <laughs> and it's just a, and then everyone is just saying oh you know i came here just for the comments you know because people are brutal you know <laughs> and that's an insight i didn't know i didn't know how much uh, that you know you know all the comments like oh this guy's trying to tell our, our team how to bat yet you know he shits himself facing brett lee you know um and so that's pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> There was another video that I saw um, that I wanted to... Oh, yeah, the, the one about... Uh, just put one up yesterday, I think, about Michael Clark um, being his... Yeah, because it was his, it was his 40th, 40th birthday, yeah. I think, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah um, what did, I mean, what was your sort of impression of Clark as a captain? Because there was a, a sort of whole school of thought that thought that he was too brash and sort of opposed the established order too much. Yeah. I've always liked Michael Clark. Uh, I think it's, I think uh, I think it's it's hard when certain players come in, you know, after a certain era or generation. And clearly, he was, uh, you know, when he came in, he was super young. But it was, it was sort of the same when Ponting came in. You know, he came in with big raps, killed it in junior cricket, and was you know, put in, into the test team, you know, as really as quickly as, as they could, did did great, uh, obviously against India straight away. But uh, I, I didn't mind him as a captain, but, uh, you know, there was some, he didn't have the strongest team for most of his captaincy, but as a batsman, I thought, uh, you know, fourth most hundreds for Australia, you know, I mean, if the, uh, that's that's a lot of hundreds. Twenty eight test hundreds is not like you know fifteen or sixteen. You know, I mean it's yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. You know, twenty eight's a lot, and uh, heaps of them away from home as well. So, but uh, yeah, I think the public's perception is probably a bit unfair. You know, but you know most countries' fans are uh, pretty harsh. You know, on the players they don't like. You know. Uh, you know, um, there's lots of Aussies that like Michael Clark. There's others that just think he's a gigantic flog. And you hear that sort of stuff all the time, you know. Uh, uh, you know, but, you know, there's Indian fans that genuinely think that every time Tendulkar made 100, it was selfish and India lost. And yeah, it's and people say that, you know, and it's, it's obviously not the case. So, yeah, at some point, you, you know, you make up your own mind what you think about those sort of players, you know, but uh, yeah, Clark, I always thought he was, he was excellent and underrated and uh, uh, yeah. Just- uh, Michael Clark actually reminds me because, um, because he had so many different controversial moments, the things like his dust up with Simon Katic, his, the, the whole homework row. So, and all of these are things that we read about. Obviously, we don't have, like, they just, there are no highlights of them. So, yeah. Do you have, like, maybe a, a few moments from, from cricket history where you just like, gee, I wish there was a TV there though, so that I could be, you know, I had highlights of those. I could see those things again. Well, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, the, one of the things that people generally ask for is uh, when the, uh, 
Viv Richards and Wazim Akram in 88 in, in the West Indies, which is obviously a series that there's little to no footage of, which is terrible. But, you know, where they, you know, Viv Richards says, hey, let's go. Out the back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> after after the match, because uh, it was getting super heated, you know. And, you know, these days with all the TV cameras, you can't get away with that. But back then, there is no, there is no, no footage, you know. Um, so that that'd be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, the there's enough, there's enough uh, autobiographies and cricketers stories these days. They go into detail about what happens in the dressing room and you know the Clark and Cadditch thing and everything. That you, you you get a pretty accurate idea of how it actually went down. And that 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 particular one, yeah, yeah, wasn't his greatest moment but you know it's not exactly bad enough to hold it against him for the rest of his life you oh, know yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas you know there's plenty of Indian fans who still think Raul Dravid should be hung for declaring when the milk was on 194 you know um, it's like get over it people <laughs> but I think that's I, a... like Dravid and Sachin have gotten over it but the rest of us yeah, have right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Sachin's now got COVID, so he's got nothing to get over. <laughs> yeah, I saw that this morning. His whole yeah. family, yeah, yeah. And uh, th- I mean, to, on, just to put it on record, I think the only hundred that he made for himself was the last one, the hundred. Yeah, well, that was pretty yeah. obvious, obviously. Yeah. But as as if you're gonna, you know, not uh, you know, give him a bit of room there, but uh, yeah. I mean, a hundred hundreds. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Coley will, will pass it at some point, I think. Coley's gone a year without scoring a hundred, what, almost? O- over a year. Like over a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. He's but on uh, 70, so, so it, you, you do expect he'll get the next two at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, he will, he will. And he's the only one that I think in, in, in the world has got any chance. I don't think anyone else. Steve Smith, maybe? Yeah, probably. I don't think so. Um, I, I think it'll give some someone like Baba Azam a couple more years just to get up into the 30s and 40s first, because you just, you know, Smith's gone on quite a while now at a pretty high level, so you'd expect that he would. I expect that he'll probably crack 50 test hundreds, but, uh, uh, but in the other formats, he's not exactly scoring that many hundreds and he tries too hard in 2020 cricket you know it just looks stupid you know um and in one day cricket he's better obviously but uh nowhere near as good as Coley, obviously you know i mean he's the greatest one day batsman ever um my miles i, I think but uh yeah the numbers speak for themselves right <laughs> yeah. yeah the just numbers on numbers good. alone yeah, yeah. Um, we, 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 without even seeing him back, you look at, at those numbers, and it's it's actually insane, you know, to have that that those sort of figures. Yeah, so I think he's the only one who'll crack the hundred, and he'll probably go past the two, probably one twenty. I'm expecting. Yeah, I think he's he's what 32, 33 years old. So you expect he's got like a good six or seven years left. The way. Athletes last longer these days. Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, David Boone retired when he was thirty-three. You know, (laughs) you know, uh, you know, guys. You know, back then, 
you know, there wasn't a lot of guys in the eighties and nineties that played on past sort of 34, you know, uh, yeah, you, you had this uh, small group in the very early nineties, like Viv Richards, Desmond Haynes, Gordon Greenwich, Alan Border, uh, Imran Khan, Graham Gooch, all the really good players. And you had like Mike Gadding underneath that uh, guys who did play on, but the majority of guys re- retired after sort of a 10 year career. But these days with the amount of money and the amount of formats and the emphasis on fitness, there's not many players you would say are significantly overweight. Uh, you know, <laughs> and everyone talks about Rowan Sharma, I know, but, uh, uh, but, you know, Cornwall, obviously in the West Indies is just a big lump of a dude. I mean, he's not losing that weight anytime soon. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah. Players will last longer if they want to. And if and if they've if they've got the fitness to see them through, I mean, people say just just yesterday, gee, why didn't Michael Clark play for longer? Well, it was his back, you know, just gave out in the end, you know. Yeah. So you know, and pe- people have short memories with those sort of injuries, you know. Uh, uh, you know, players can't play forever, but uh, and generally though, those sort of injuries are known well before they're a real problem. So. Clark's had back injuries for 10 years, you know, prior to that. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Same with Mike Atherton. He had a, he had back problems right from the early 90s. So it was never going to, you know, be a 20-year career. So whereas someone like Coley, you know, what is he on the vegan diet now? So he looks fit and healthy, you know? Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I, I can't see any reason why him and, and say Smith and Babrazm can't play for 10, 10 more years. Why not? But I also think that Babarazm probably doesn't play enough. I yeah, think Pakistan I can don't see play that. that many games. No, well, I'm sure if they beat Australia and England and, and if they ever played India, they'd, they'd get more games. But uh, it doesn't <laughs> help when they come to Australia and get thrashed 3-0 and everything every time they come in. That's um, true. Yeah. Was it been twenty? Yeah, they're competitive in 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 England, but yeah, in in Australia they've just not. No, I don't think they've ever come close to winning a series. No, I mean there's well, yeah, they've only won one Test here, you know, since nineteen ninety five, and one Test ever since two two thousand and ten. Yeah, in England, yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, yeah. All oh, right, yeah, that that series. Against Australia and England, I completely yes. forgot. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is a heavily forgotten series, but probably only known for Steve Smith and Tim Payne making their debut, and Mohamed Amir. Right, that's true. Yeah. Um, speaking of Pakistan, though, one of my favorite videos that you have on is there's a compilation of runouts of Inzamam. That's what I watch to go to sleep every night. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves the Inzi run-out video classic. <laughs> it actually got uh, terminated by uh, by the ICC twice in its existence, oh, wow. and and then it magically came back again twice. <laughs> um, I'm not sure why, but uh, it happens regularly. But uh, yeah, there's uh, it's a pretty funny video. I mean, yeah. In fact, speaking of incidents which you wish you had video on, 
uh, been trying for years to get the video of where the where where, where the spectator throws a potato at him. I mean, that would be a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Similarly, there's an incident in Australia in the late 90s where uh, Australia-South Africa one-day game where uh, a spectator at the SCG throws a chicken at Pat Simcox. Uh, <laughs> Not a live chicken, a roasted chicken. And I'm trying to get that because, you know, uh, I'm not sure what he may have done, but why why would you go to the effort of buying the roast chicken, take it to the SCG, assuming that's going to be your, you know, meals for the day and throwing it at the guy on the field? Oh, my that's God. Dumb. I mean, a single potato, who cares? But a whole chicken? That seems like a yeah. That just seems like a lot of wasted effort. A lot of effort. But yeah. I I don't know if you guys know this, but there was if you watch those old Sharjah games between India and Pakistan, there was this old, this one Pakistani fan who used to actually bring like a live chicken to the game. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you can find that. I mean, I I remember watching that as a kid growing up and and watching those Sharjah games and this guy would well, like, you know, yeah. Well, there's two incidents that were famous here. In Australia in the 80s, one was uh, uh, the guy that brought the pig to the cricket and wrote both of them on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. it's, I think that was 82, 83 season. And the season before where someone brought a duck to the cricket and chucked it out onto the field when Greg Chappell walked out because he was going through his seven ducks in a row. And that, that uh. footage is awesome because there's this duck just quacking away at the MCG. <laughs> And uh, uh, but it went, it, it, it worked because Greg Chappell didn't get a duck, so but not sure what happened to the duck, but it wasn't as funny as the as the police officer trying to wrestle the pig, you know, that's just squirming out of his hands around the gabba. Um, that's pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> oh, those are some absolutely hilarious memories. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I think the the other thing we really wanted to ask you, but we saw a tweet from you recently where you said um, that your son wants to be a YouTuber and like and and a, like the modern version of the YouTuber rather than your version of um, of of collecting highlights. So, what does he have going on 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 those lines? Well, I know I I tell him regularly, you know, or he'll say, "Dad, I've just got two more subscribers," and I'm like, "So, what do you have? Two? <laughs> and then I, I, I think he's got about a hundred now. So you know, I often say, oh, you know, you'll probably, you know, reach me by by the year four thousand at this rate. <laughs> like, keep going, son. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, but you know, he's grown up in that. He's he's almost fourteen, so he's grown up with YouTube. You know, yeah, literally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when he was. One years old, we would watch videos of rubbish trucks emptying rubbish from around the world on YouTube because that was the <laughs> highlight of the week was the rubbish truck coming and emptying the bin outside your house. And randomly, I found a video from Scandinavia or something once. And then I realized that even back in 2008, you could watch a, a, a rubbish truck emptying rubbish from anywhere in the world. And oh, my God. That was the first stuff I looked up on YouTube. It was <laughs> rubbish trucks um so uh but yeah you know you, you, you can imagine a kid growing up in that era they've gone through the whole 
meme era and all this sort of stuff. But kids' humor these days is abysmal. Like, it's not even funny. It's just dumb. So, and I don't understand it, but that's okay. But uh, at least he still thinks the things that I think are funny are still funny. But the things that him and his friends think are funny are are terrible. So his videos are atrocious. (laughs) And, you know, but then he says, well, at least my channel's going to got the possibility to make money, whereas yours is just a waste of time. (laughs) Well, we don't think so. Fine, it's I'll definitely not a waste of time for us. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, your son thinks he's going to make more money out of YouTube than 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 you are. Yeah, and he probably will. I mean, it's it's you know, if he makes one cent, he'll do a bit better than his dad. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's got every possibility. Uh, yeah, I said to him that he should put a video up saying that you know my goal is to make more money than my dad you know and see if that actually gets him uh <laughs> um, <laughs> ad ad revenue and 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 i said well if you do that i get 50 percent <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see <laughs> but i mean youtube has completely changed the way we watch highlights of of cricket and i mean you know, you can literally watch it from anywhere in the world. Like I'm sitting in England, I don't have access to a TV. Um, um, and I wanted to watch the highlights of the West Indies Sri Lanka series and I could just go to YouTube and, you know, do it. Yeah, yeah even great. For, I, I mean, mean... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, how good is it that the West Indies Sri Lanka series is on YouTube? Yeah. It, like it, live. It's, yeah. 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 I mean, that's great. I mean, I think they kind of they kind of have to the West Indies cricket board the way they are. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't imagine many many uh, broadcasters want to pay a lot of money to to have that series being shown. But uh, yeah, it's great, and and they put up highlights of each day's play. Yeah, you know, uh, they've really stepped up their game, the West Indies cricket board, and they, even though they they have to, um, as opposed to BCCI. Yeah, but uh, that's really great. I mean, that's that's using it as as uh, using the technology and the tools available to your advantage. You know, um, and yeah, it, it's unlikely to happen. I mean, New Zealand tried to do it, I think, last season, but uh, um, for for a bit, mate, I think it was one of the one days or the twenty twenty games that they put on youtube but that's right i saw icc shut down the it the copyrighted <laughs> the, the video <laughs> new zealand cricket board had their own video copyrighted by the, by the icc you can't make this crap up <laughs> so i thought that was absolutely hilarious i thought oh my god so i uh, is everyone working together or not because it's just a shambles that's pretty funny what, what hope have, have idiots like me got when an actual verified cricket board can't even upload their own match? <laughs> <laughs> it's still better for them to do it themselves and upload the actual um, game. But then you have cricket boards like, yeah. you know, um, England yeah. that are sort of hiding behind a paywall or something like that, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not. BCCI is actually the interesting one because they just like, I think you probably know know this better than we do, but the the way they like guard the rights of highlights. And and I think they have like a crazy archive of videos that just a lot of people have never really officially seen. Um, Yeah, well, you know. Sorry, I'll just finish this and I'll let you go on. I I was reading um, because obviously last month was the anniversary of that um, famous series between uh, Australia and India in 2001 um, when uh, that like that epic series that a lot of people think is the best ever. Um, Never heard of it. (laughs) 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 Uh, And I just saw this guy on Twitter, like he he, uh, fairly like decently known cricket writer in, in India who's like, I have this entire pitch ready for doing a series about like a, doing a, like a Netflix series or some sort of retrospective based on that series. But I can't because the BCC is just never going to okay it because they will never let you use those, the videos that they have from it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've got a, obviously a stupidly big amount of footage from over the decades. I mean, I'm, I'm just sitting on it. I can't do anything with it. I mean, I've got every ball of that series. Can't do anything with it, you know? Um, but, uh, and then here you go, how many people in the world would, would have recorded that whole series at the time? I don't know. Some people must have. I mean, I did. I'm an idiot, you know? And it was easy for me. You just chuck a video in and press record. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, they obviously they've got it all. So uh, at some point you go, well, what's the point? Like, what are you waiting for? You know, could you imagine if I put up all those DVDs of the whole series on eBay and said, here you go, India, Australia, 2001. At what point does that become worth so much money that they just put it out themselves? (laughs) This could be a very interesting experiment if, you, if you're ever tempted to try this. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it uh, earlier this year um, when it was the 20th anniversary of the series. Um, you know, not from a financial point of view, but from a financially gain point of view, but just to see what would actually happen, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, to try and make something happen. You know, uh, there's been times in the past where, you know, bootleg things have been for sale on eBay and wherever else, and it's forced someone to pull the finger out of their ass and actually make something commercially available for everyone. But cricket boards don't release entire series ball by ball. They just release crappy highlights. And that DVD they bought out from that, that series, it's just horrendous. <laughs> the worst highlights package <laughs> You know, it's like Ravi Shastri made it. <laughs> Good on Ravi. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, it's I mean, it's absolutely amazing how just how obtuse these people are to like letting fans sort of enjoy the experience yeah i think the bcc is especially like i think yeah. a lot of people there are just stuck in a different age and i think i would expect it to change the more um i feel like the more sort of modern age people get into administration and that's probably true everywhere like i think when people our age are, are in charge effectively do you do you, you think yeah that mindset would change i i don't know i hope so but i 
I can't see anything happening anytime soon. Probably not <laughs> in my lifetime. Can't see it happening. Uh, yeah. It's unfortunate, but that's the way the world is, I guess. Yeah. 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 I've actually only ever watched that uh, v- that series thanks to like bootleg YouTube um, videos because I used to live in the US and I couldn't watch it live. I was, the only reason I, ha- I have any memory of that series is because someone has uploaded and and beat the BCCI or ICC hasn't uh, raised a flag to those with those videos. Yeah, I mean, I could upload longer footage from that that series, but I've already had enough warnings <laughs> and terminations. <laughs> so just leave it alone. Just leave it yeah. alone. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have anything more? Um. No, I think I, we had a we had like uh, I think the most planned episode we've had where we've actually like we got together. <laughs> we, we had we, we like we had we had two different conversations. Hey, Rob's on. What are we going to ask him? Uh, and I think some we have actually managed to cover all of it. So. Yeah, good. Yeah, and we yeah. also got uh, Deva to come in late as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Something's had to say. <laughs> hey, I I set uh, my alarm for this morning to make sure I didn't sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was. I actually did worry if we had you too early, but then it like it was just. You know, it would have been either too early for you or too, uh, it would too have been late, too late for, for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's always the case. I mean, this is yeah. a this is usually a time where I do this sort of thing because it's usually something to do with either England or India or something or America. So uh, usually it's like yeah, nine 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 thirty or much later. So you know, like in ten hours time or something. So where it's the opposite, where it's early for you guys and late for me. But that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, at least we get to do it. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And and we had we yeah. had loads of fun. This has been uh, <laughs> just uh, yeah. No, Spending been... the last hour, it's like an extension of what we do all the time, but just with like someone else who we we've like would never have imagined we'd get to interact with, and it's uh, and it to that end, it's just been a great fun hour of just shooting the breeze and reminiscing about everything we like about cricket. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. That's what I like to do. <laughs> it's been excellent. We have a No Balls Cricket Award to Rob for being the first person to be interviewed on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, first ever interview. I don't know. I don't know what the, how. Normally, we give this award for like really stupid moments that have happened in cricket in that past week. Um, so, so there's no there's no physical thing that we can present to you. So I like yeah. I, I wouldn't keep an eye out on the mail. But uh, yes, No Balls Cricket Award. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you <laughs> my pleasure <laughs> oh, it's been absolutely wonderful Rob uh, on that note it is time to end um, hope yeah. you guys enjoyed the interview thanks, to, thanks thank for you. joining us Rob yeah. lots of fun yeah, yeah. alright bye guys alright bye guys